Hey guys, thank you for joining me again for episode number nine of The Happy Thinker. I'm Cassie and I'm excited to bring this one to you. Hello, my tribe, my friends, those I adore. I'm very happy to be with you today and my podcast is all about um, being with you in your community today. I want you not to give up hope because today I witnessed someone who's going through it. COVID has wrecked our lives a little bit and wreaked havoc on the things that we hold dear and our routines and the things that are our norm. And it's easy to lose hope. So I'm here to give you hope. I'm here to give you a reason to keep pushing on and know that you're not alone. That everybody on the whole planet has been affected by COVID. And where that is sad, that means we're not alone. We're doing it together. And it's okay to feel everything that you're feeling surrounding this global pandemic and the regular issues of your own life that never stopped just because the pandemic happened. Our own lives kept moving forward even though the world stopped. So don't feel alone. Know that there are many, many, many people out there. But we can't give up hope that things are going to get better. You're not by yourself in this. And it's not the end of everything. Though there are a lot of people who believe that it is. And if you do, no judgment. But just know better is coming and better is here. Through the way we treat each other. And through the way we bond together. And come together as a community. And the way we treat each other as equals. So today's podcast is about hope. So if you're needing a little hope, stick around. I'm going to give you as much as I can muster. And I hope that you can find it in yourself to return that to someone else. If you hear this message and it touches you in a way that makes you feel confident that you can keep going, then please share it with somebody else. And share your own message of hope. Because that's the way we make the world better. We are the ones that make the world better. The world itself is not going to get better. Never has worked that way and never will. But we, each individual, but all as a group and a community, can make a difference in each other's lives. So pass that on. Did you know science has linked hope to lower levels of anxiety in our brains, that the trait, as they call it, a personality trait, which is something learned, a behavior that is learned, is part of a study, many studies actually, that have to do with positive psychology in the ways of two areas, which are the areas that I work in the most when it comes to positive psychology, agency and pathway. What this means, agency is a goal-oriented 
mindset of setting goals and agency in which how do I do this and pathway the steps to it, every little roadmap to the goal itself. These areas of the brain work in high functioning with hope. In order to even have a goal-oriented mindset, you must in fact have hope. Hope in and of itself happens in two places in the brain, the amygdala and the frontal cortex. So these two places are the places that um, are emotional processing, which is the amygdala and the frontal cortex. And it has a fancier, longer name than that, but we're just going to say frontal cortex, um, which is the processing of goals and through an, or- through an emotional lens, the ability to set goals and process through that kind of um, connection. So hope in and of itself actually when activated in the brain has a similar effect as morphine that should be news and hope in and of itself when you experience the feeling of hope what happens in your brain is it releases a chemical endorphin that releases through your body very much similar to when you run or um, exercise of any kind when those endorphins release you experience a feeling when you get sunlight the same thing happens when you laugh when you love those endorphins release when you taste chocolate those endorphins release well when you experience hope in the brain real genuine hope for something Your brain acts as if it is getting a hit of morphine. So it combats the ability um, to feel anxiety. And it combats hurdles and obstacles because it makes them more easy and tolerable to take. When your brain is on hope and experiencing hope, it is mainly driven towards a, a... an attitude of achieve and push past because there's something worth going forward for versus a brain off of hope. Many people think of it like depression is the opposite of hope. Interestingly enough, there have been many, many studies that showed when um, a, a person is depressed, their brain activates in the area of depression and lack of activation in the area where hope resides which is that is like a motivating goal-oriented section where hope resides in the brain when i say resides i mean when it's seen under a ct scan um the brain's areas where it it ignites and the pathways and the connections happen Um, that's the area of the brain when there's functioning of a certain feeling or emotion and hope is directly like behind your eyes which is interesting to think about that Um, so how do we cultivate hope if hope acts like a barrier defense and protective mechanism against anxiety how do we cultivate it so I want to give you some ways to cultivate hope in your life today and I want us to be able to do this anytime we're feeling hopeless or down in an area because as the world stands right now it can feel so hopeless if you don't have something to hang on to and push for and fight for and reach to so I want to give you hope so let's go through a couple things we can do functionally to increase our chances of experiencing the feeling of hope 
and to teach the learned trait of hope to our brains. Many times when we teach our brain something enough times, it will become second nature to start being this way. So let's say you're a person that doesn't often look on the bright side and you don't hope for a lot. This practice of consistently trying to increase the functioning in the brain of hope will in fact create more neuroconnections there. The more you practice something, the more it becomes innate to your natural self and body. So by you practicing these beneficial um, activities to try and increase hope, you can then create more neuroconnections in the area of the brain that produces hope and you will be a more hopeful person without trying. So before we jump into how to cultivate more hope within ourselves, become more hopeful people, and change the way our brains respond to the outside world that we live in, what is the definition of hope? What is our measurement for what we're trying to achieve? So the definition of hope, which I've pulled up multiple different versions during my research to try and find the most uh, well widely accepted version of hope. The two definitions that I found that I I agree with and I feel do sum up hope the most are a belief and an expectation for something to happen, which is I think a great explanation of hope. But the one I like the best is the belief that what one desires can be had. So this definition of hope is is a nice execution of what I believe hope to be. When you hope for something, you do believe whatever it is you're hoping for can be had by you, can be achieved, can be real. And when you hope in that way, you're believing before you see it. This is so widely and vastly important because when you believe for something that doesn't yet exist and you believe it is here now in the present you're calling it forth to happen as if it does you literally change the way that you interact with your other emotions towards negative circumstances what i mean by this is neurologically what happens in your brain The moment you experience the feeling or trait of hope, the chemical releases in your brain that's similar to morphine. This negates pain and any emotional um, trauma or emotional expression of discomfort. This literally numbs that dropping our anxiety level and increasing the positive emotions that we feel. When we experience hope, it affects all other areas of the brain that are oriented around goal setting, planning for the future, and expectation for something good to happen. Why is this important? Many people think 
that if you hope for something and then it doesn't happen, what was the point? That it just lets you down. Whereas other people believe that hoping for it and if it doesn't happen, oh well. Well, let me kind of persuade you on why hope is the best medicine for our current time period in life, even if it doesn't seem likely. When you hope, you affect the brain to a, to a degree that it drops your anxiety, which is a good thing. It looks forward to a better future, which is a good thing. It expects for a better future, which is a good thing. It sets up the mind to look for the positive and not the negative because your brain is like a little coffee filter. If you tell it to think something, it's going to filter everything through that lens, which is a positive. And even if your hopes aren't fulfilled, you experience the good emotions that come along with whatever it was you're looking to achieve for the future, regardless of the outcome. So yes, you might experience a temporary small disappointment in your hope, but hoping until you believe something until it is true is a better measure of your time than being already let down, disappointed, and depressed. You're cutting the time that you're feeling the negative feelings by more than half by hoping regardless of outcome. So that doesn't mean throw your hopes into everything, of course, but when we're looking towards the future in this time that is very uncertain for so many people, where it looks like we are coming to to a new phase in the world's um, reaction and response, but we're still not completely through the devastation and the trauma, and we may not be for a while, it is better for you to hope for the best than to already expect the worst because of past experience. You're literally deciding whether you want to experience the, the positive emotion now, even though you don't see positive yet. And if it turns out positive, then you are positive all the way through. Or if it turns out negatively, then you just hope for the next best thing. You move on to the next best hope. By doing this, it is more beneficial to you than consistently already just believing for the worst. Your brain in the long run is also affected to see things more positively already without trying by enacting more hope. So how do we cultivate? That's the tools I'm about to give you. Though there are a lot more ideas and ways to create and cultivate hope and all are individualized to each individual person, the three I'm going to talk about today right now are ways to boost up hope within yourself and many other good qualities come as a byproduct of these three techniques. The first one is storytelling. Positive stories about what you're hoping to achieve or people who have achieved what you're hoping for and topics that surround that. Reading about these stories can instill hope in anyone. Our brains are literally wired for storytelling. In fact, it is a way that we comprehend and are able to understand the world around us is based through stories. In 
times past, many people spoke in things called parables, which were stories to teach you a lesson. Old rhymes, nursery rhymes, songs with a specific um, message in them are all forms of storytelling. Art is a form of storytelling. Literally, the human brain is designed to take information from a story learned and apply it to their own lives. So storytelling is a beautiful way to achieve the feeling of hope in the brain, and it has been scientifically proven. Reading about real people and real situations that are in a positive light and a positive frame of what you are looking to achieve is a great way to stir up hope within yourself. Likewise, you telling your own stories of hope is a way that can stir up this hope and spread that hope to others. My goal today by giving you these tools on ways to cultivate more hope within yourself You can also do this for others. If they haven't listened to my podcast, you can share it. But even if you don't do that, sharing your own story of hope can then light the flame for someone else to be more hopeful. How often have you read a story in the news that is a negative light about something going on in the world? Instantaneously, you'll feel this negative gap inside yourself when you really think about the contents of the story told. If it's something in the news that makes you feel negatively about the situation at large, then obviously the opposite feeling of hope towards something can be just as powerful. Now here's the catch. When storytelling is the way that you try to stir up hope within yourself, one story is not going to be enough. So the practice I want you to try and do if you're going to use this method to stir up hope within yourself and therefore by a byproduct be more goal oriented and more focused is you must search out and filter out any negative stories and don't even attempt to read them. If it seems like it's a negative title, if the moment you start reading it, there are negative language or blaming or um, anything that's negative surrounding the topic that you're looking to be more hopeful towards, instantly stop reading because your mind will keep going with the information. Don't question whether it is or it isn't negative. Oh, wait and find out maybe it has a positive ending. Pay attention to the titles of the stories you're looking for and specifically look for ones that inspire a happy, good outlook upon whatever it is you're trying to inspire hope for. Secondly, you want to read a lot of stories. It literally takes your brain 10 times of saying one individual sentence to comprehend it fully. So 10 stories of something positive to hope for around the topic that you're looking to hope in is usually the golden number. 10 stories seems like a lot, but trust me, if you are willing to do this as a practice, not just as kind of something casual, and when you're feeling negatively towards a topic and want to feel more positive and hopeful towards it and change your brain in that way, create more neuro connections to be more hopeful, then sit down and find 10 positive stories. Then repeat that positive theme to yourself. You can write out on a piece of paper the positives that you found in every story. And this can help you as well. 
The next technique is called the third door technique. Now this technique um, is a little bit more gritty. It's not as easy to apply, but you must be willing to try it. If you think you are capable of it, go for it. If you think you're not, try it. The third door technique thinks about life in the form of every situation and opportunity that you're trying to achieve in life has three doorways. One, where people usually stand in line and wait for it to happen. Two, the VIP entrance, so to speak, um, where people can slip through easily if they have the right opportunities, if they have the right resources. And three, the third door that nobody looks for. The one where you have to run around the side of the building, knock on a million doors, look for an open cracked window someplace, ask the, the, the bouncer, so to speak, a million times until you get a yes. Literally trying something that has the opportunity to fail over and over and over and over and over until you get a positive answer. When we're talking about hope, the third door technique is really when you're talking about what it is you want in life to cultivate more hope in that situation you have to be willing to consistently and always expect you're going to have to look for the third door so literally if you expect it and you know it's coming then you're not going to be let down if you get um you don't get the results you want automatically by waiting for it or doing all the right things you're willing to go the extra mile and use that third door technique it's literally um, massive action towards your goals until you get a positive reaction and this sometimes can seem a little harsh and gritty but i promise you if you're willing to adapt to trying to use a third door technique that when you start to get down on your luck or when you get down in your mind you automatically assume that there is always a third door somewhere there always is. There's always a way. You never say to yourself, well, there's just no way to do it. There's, it's impossible. You always say there is a third door. By using this technique, you're teaching your brain to hope no matter what. Even if it's hard, hope no matter what. If, even if it seems unlikely, hope no matter what because there is always a third option. The third and final technique I want to talk about today is a coaching method called the gap and the gain. This method um, is backed by the Journal of Positive Psychology. Um, it's, it's been in many studies, but a study specifically that I looked at today shows that after participants were asked to do the gap and the gain uh, method, they were asked to write the, their past experiences, one in which something they hoped for was eventually realized. And as they wrote, some paragraphs about how they felt, what was going on, what they hoped for, and the eventual outcome of it being realized and coming to fruition. They were tested afterwards in the areas of hope and happiness around the future, not even on the topic they were talking about, but on their future, period. The increase in the positive emotions and the hope was more than 40% in every case. So what this means is, if you were to try this method of gap and game, you would sit down every week at the end of the week and you would write down, you would have to pick one positive outcome, something that you gained this week 
that you didn't have last week, one thing that you gained, and you would write about it. You would write how you felt before, what it took to get it, and what you gained. It keeps you in a mind frame of realizing you are making progress in areas in your life. You gained something this week. You can do this every at the end of every month, at the end of every week, or at the end of every year if you like. My suggestion to you is if you're working towards something like very goal-oriented, do it every week. If you're just looking for overall hope in surrounding areas of your life, do it every at the end of every month. It's kind of showing you that every month of your life, you are moving forward in a good direction. Even though some negative things may have happened, it keeps your mind focused on the hope that future events are going to be positive. Because this study proves that if you teach your brain of what you gained, you will then, for the future, when you're looking at any other topic, feel better and more hopeful about it. Ultimately, hope can change people's lives. Hope is something that many people is think is unrealistic because negative circumstances have taught people not to hope anymore. I want to change this culture and spread hope everywhere because Hope has nothing but positive effects on our brain. It doesn't make us any less realistic. In fact, your brain is designed to be realistic. It automatically thinks of the negatives first. So we're trying to teach our brains to think of the positives first, to experience more good feelings now and more good feelings later when things do get better, and they will. Everywhere in the world, people are experiencing hardships difficulties, struggles, some depression, some grief, some loss, some learning how to live in a different way. Some people learning how to get along and find each other equals. Some people learning how to adapt to all the changes that they never thought they'd see in their lifetime. The world is different after everything we've been through recently, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It may not always feel positive, but we can train and teach our brains how to look for the positive no matter what. Join me in spreading a culture of hope because hope has nothing but gain for us. Realism is everywhere. Realistic expectations, you find at every corner. Hope, you find very few places. So let's spread more of it. Tell more stories about the hopeful things that we have seen in our lives. Always look for a third door to every, every problem, every obstacle. And find what you've gained, the gap between where you want to be and what you've gained this past week, this past month, this past year. And you can find things. If you choose to look for them, they are there. But you got to teach your brain to find them. So the more often you train your brain for hope, the more hopeful of a person you'll be all the way around, and the more positive, happy, and benefit to everyone around you, you will have. Okay, guys, I hope these tips have really helped you learn to cultivate more hope in your life and the lives of people around you. Please share my podcast and share hope. Also, if you're wanting a free coaching program with me, please go enter my sweepstakes on my website, happythinkerlifecoach.com. Type me in the search bar to find me for the best results. 
Sometimes Google does not like to find me, so type me in the search bar and go enter in the little bottom tab at the very bottom of the home page that says sweepstakes. This is an absolutely free program that you, your friends or family members could win by entering. You have until the end of this month to get it in, so please do. And we'll be drawing and announcing the winner of that on the podcast by the 30th. Okay, guys, talk to you real soon.